0: Hello and welcome to the very first inaugural episode of Coming Attraction coming Attraction. We hey. were all supposed to say that at the same time. I, I didn't know. know that. Nobody caught alright. It's fine. Um we are here today. Myself, Jack Koljevski, Mike Burge, and Robert Anderson. Yo, Hey. To uh to chat about some new trailers. Well, new-ish trailers. new ish trailers. New-ish trailers for some movies coming up in the mm. pipeline um trailers specifically that we're excited about yes um doing a little bit of catch-up because we'll catch up later in the year it's the first so so we're gonna we're gonna catch up on some big ones that have that have come out but the idea is to do this maybe once a month or so um pick out some trailers that have come out recently for movies coming down the pipeline that we're excited about and uh we're gonna watch them here through some editing magic, you'll get mm. to hear a little bit, but we'll also post a link so you, the viewer at home, can watch the trailer for yourself and hashtag join the conversation.
1: Hashtag join the conversation about the movies.
2: You need to converse about things to be able to talk about them.
0: Yeah, well, I usually do it, mm-hmm. you know, just on, like by myself. Yeah, it's a basic. And then we started doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So I like mostly just talking to myself, but you guys are also in the room. Yeah. Most people don't
2: realize that podcasting
0: is mainly just like listening to people's conversations. I've heard that's the whole thing.
1: I mean, I've never listened to a podcast. I don't know
0: about you. When I listen to a podcast, I'm in the room, like, screaming along with the conversation. Why why isn't anybody listening to me? me? (laughs) Come on. Come on. You guys never think about my opinions. I thought I made a really good point before. Uh,
2: I think it might be a good idea for the inaugural. 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 Uh, episode kind of talk about real quick uh, before we break into the fun part. Uh, Mm. What are trailers? What what do they mean? Uh, Some people are like super against trailers for like their uh, spoilery aspects. Uh, Some people uh, love trailers a lot and they'll like literally watch every single tiny TV spot that they can find before they even go see a movie. I mean some people read reviews for movies Full-on just review spoiler-filled reviews before they even go see a movie that they're interested in seeing. And I've never really understood that. Mm. With trailers, I try to – I usually tend to stay away from watching more than one. I'll watch the first initial release and if it looks like something that I want to see, I'll go see it. Check out the teaser. And I don't really need to watch any more. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's why this is kind of interesting for me because there are some trailers on here that I've chosen – not to watch yeah. that we've got on our list today. Um, we're going to force you to watch. You're going to force me to watch it, and that's cool because so it's it's
0: at the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. I think, I think there's kind of a fine line, right? Because what are trailers? Well, they're marketing. But there is sort of a, an art to a trailer, and there is something that makes a good trailer. Definitely. Um, and I think there is also things that can make a very bad trailer, be it the trailer is bad because it's just not well cut or edited. Or the trailer is bad because, well, now you barely need to see the movie because it's showing you the entirety of the, the plot. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Have you guys seen that when they first released like a mummy trailer, that new Tom Cruise mummy movie? It was, it had it, no sound? And it, no, it only had the isolated sounds. Like yeah, it yeah. didn't have everything. Well, that was like
0: a leaked version. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it was like, there's like Tom Cruise is like, ah,
1: ah, ah, ah.
2: Yeah. That is one of the funniest <laughs> things. then the internet. God bless the beautiful place, the internet, it's started like disgusting.
0: putting it all over <laughs> different things,
2: like the volleyball scene from Top Gun or Super Mario 64. Oh, just oh, have a big video. And then when oh you see God. the new Mummy trailers, like they still have those sounds in oh, there, yeah. and you can hear them if you know what you're listening for. And when you hear them now, you're just like, this is
0: well, ridiculous. Tom soundtrack. Cruise perfected that in Edge of Tomorrow. With when they had like the montages of him getting killed over and over again, just going ah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, I really uh, Edge, of tomorrow Edge of Tomorrow too. Edge of Tomorrow, more tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think that one's coming.
2: I think it's Live Die Repeat and Repeat is actually no. the name no, that, of the movie. It's
1: coming. Uh, did we get a trailer or just get the poster for that? I don't think we got anything. Are it you shitting yet. me? They're making a
2: They're, sequel? No, right? they, are, of they are. They are making it, yeah. another
0: one. How the fuck? Okay, that movie whatever. made bad money. You know what? The we'll talk about the trailer when it comes out. Hell yeah. Uh, but we're going to start with, so we've each brought a couple of our own trailers to the table. So Robbie, you're a yes. first, what's your first trailer?
1: So, I mean, I kind of like took the bullet for all of us because this is the one that we all wanted to do, but I think I'm also like pretty big, uh, super fan of this franchise, but mm. I want to talk about last Jedi. What's that? What <clears throat> that? That's the, uh, star Wars. It's the only, it's the only uh, movie that features a Jedi, the
2: star war, the star war movie. Okay. The star oh, Wars movie. Great. And we're watching the teaser trailer.
1: That's the only one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to watch the teaser, getting right into it. Uh, this one's directed by Ryan Johnson, comes out December 15th. Ryan Johnson, he's done movies like Looper,
0: Brick. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, brick. I think we all
1: like all those movies. Brothers, Brothers Bloom. Bloom. Brothers Bloom? I haven't seen that one. Oh, buddy. Brothers Bloom is, phew, it's a
0: beautiful I little movie. I fuck on
1: Brick super hard. Yeah. I love Brick. Brick was filmed where I was born, in San Clemente, California.
0: I didn't know you were born in California. I
1: was. I was an army brat. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I only lived there for like a year before I left. And now I really wish I still lived there, because I want to be in the film industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go. So yeah, so uh, how's this podcast working? We're going to kind of cut into the Cue trailer. Yeah. Right. Let's, Let's watch up. it. All right. Trailer up. a balance
2: it's so much bigger.
0: Robbie, I'm glad you chose to do that one first, because like I said before, I think there's a really good way to do a trailer, and there are bad ways to do a trailer. Mm -hmm. That's a good one.
1: I, you know, I think I've seen the trailer like four or five fucking times at this point, and I still get crazy goosebumps. Which is what it should do. Yeah. It's
0: exactly what it should do. Especially for a series that, like, you have so much personal stake in. That So many people have so much personal stake in. Like, you should... It should be enough of a tease to just tantalate. Tant- Tantalize? Yeah. Tantalize? Tantalize? Tantalize. It should get those, yeah, yeah, it it's to get those goose pimples going. Mm. Without really showing you, like, you know what it is. Yeah. You know there's going to be a lightsaber in there. And no matter what, we still, like, you know, we don't know what the plot is. You don't need to know what the plot is. Yeah, because that's what the movie's for. And it, maybe Star Wars has an advantage in that way. Like you don't need to know what the episode is. Especially being the second
1: in this new fran- or this new like trilogy. This movie's kinda... gonna do
0: well. This movie's gonna do just fine. Yeah. Regardless of what the trailer is. But
1: I think that speaks to why like other trailers have so much trouble making good trail or so many movies have so much trouble making good trailers because they think they need to like sell the whole story before people are even invested. Whereas Star Wars has the confidence behind it to be like You're going to see
0: You're going to see this. You're going to see this shit. And Disney likes, especially when Star Wars is involved, they like the mystery. Yeah. And this trailer has some great mystery. Um,
1: It raises so many questions that, like, they they just, I need answers. I need answers, but I also don't. I think uh, today, the the day of this recording uh, and yesterday a little bit, Vanity Fair just released its covers, like, new Star Wars covers, which, Mm -hmm. when Force Awakens came out, and I'm pretty sure when Rogue One came out, they also did, like, the same slew of, like, coverage, which is, like, kind of your first, like, Kind of second wave of bits into like the production, a little bit more like story beats of like what the movie's going to be. Still not a ton has gotten released as so to like what really is going on. I mean, there's a lot of like theories and stuff, which this is not the podcast for, but uh, I'm fucking pumped. I don't know, Mike, what do, you, what do you think? Uh,
2: I like, I love this trailer, the going from the stars to the rocks. Uh, <laughs> as most people know by now, this trailer was actually edited with the original Force Awakens teaser trailer in mind. Mm -hmm. You can play them side by side and they are very similar with a tone and everything. I think that the mystery that you guys are talking about definitely still comes from the fact that this is a J.J. Abrams sort of joint. Uh, He is the producer on it. He's kind of, you know, he's in charge of starting all of these characters off and introducing us to these characters. And now you've got Ryan Johnson, who is one of the best people working in Hollywood right now. And it's absolutely still fucking nuts that he is writing and directing yeah, a star seriously. wars movie it is uh i think about this all the time I, I have brick brothers bloom and looper on my dvd shelf at home and it every time i look at it i'm just like i gotta move that up next to the star, star wars, wars dvds because this is it's absolutely there, insane but this trailer specifically <laughs> the things that i really dig red font the rest yeah, Star Wars, awesome. uh, you know, George Lucas has always said, uh, and it's 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 become kind of a funny catchphrase at this point, but it is very true. Uh, in the Star Wars saga, um, it's like poetry; it rhymes, and they like to rhyme the the trilogies together. And everybody has always said that you know the middle one is kind of like the dark one. This is kind of a dark tale yeah. in the prequels. They completely dropped that and started no, uh, doing Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, yeah. Was, was
1: but right. when
2: Attack of the Clones came out, they were saying it was very dark. I mean, you literally see Anakin Skywalker's yeah. mom get raped, essentially, to death, and then he murders an entire village of Same men, people, women, and children. Yeah. So, like, that is about it. There's nothing that's darker than that in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, he kills a bunch of kids.
1: That's on par. But with,
2: this is yeah. like, there wasn't really yeah. any
1: rape. You think it was it was a rape right thing? That's what it looked like to me. It's a, I guess it could be implied. I mean, they kidnapped her and then left her. What were they doing God. with her? Hey, that's let's like,
0: not spend any more time on Attack of the <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We got to <laughs> keep it going. Also, also I, I also do
2: like to real quick. I like the um, that the first thing that we hear is Luke's voice. The one thing that we weren't did given. not get. Yeah, and yeah. I also do like that uh, Carrie Fisher. Is um, the blast shot in this? That it's uh, the, the the beat drops and we start entering the movie, yeah. and we hear the word light, and she's the symbol. Her 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 backdrop right there is the symbol for have light. You seen, for good. Uh,
1: I think I might have showed you a little bit of it today, but have you seen any of the Vanity Fair covers? I they, have, get, they get me so hyped up. I love that. There is that one image of
2: uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Holding each other. Holding each other. And Mark Hamill's face says it all. Yeah. You know, Carrie Fisher was a vivacious, vibrant person. And we actually just screened a movie, uh, The Secret Life of the Manic Depressive Mm -hmm. by Stephen Fry. And she is interviewed in that for a while. And how she talks about how she's dealt with her personal problems is like, really really good really good way to understand yeah. how somebody can operate like but that she, was, Fish, she, she was, was a big helmer
1: for like uh, mental health and like yeah. like interest in mental health and, like, yeah and, mental health. and
2: so including her mm-hmm. in this trailer in such in such a dramatic yeah. way is awesome
1: she like I don't know she has this cool like sci-fi dress and some of the covers and it's just like you're stunning and perfect and I, I miss you mm. um, but this movie looks cool I think um, from what I've seen again with the Vanity Fair photos and kind of <laughs> what I've heard in the rumor mill um, there's kind of, like, a, like, a high class of aliens or, like, planet of, like, kind of, like, like, literal like, high class in terms of, like, like uh, money mm-hmm. and, uh, like, a lot of, like, rich-looking people and, like, uh, if you see uh, ben- ben- Benicio Del Toro, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Um, he's, like, this weird, like, vagrant character called DJ. So there's a lot of, like, weird things. Yeah, and Laura like,
2: Dern is totally playing Ray's mom.
0: Hmm. Probably Come on, guys, that's still all extraneous that. to the trailer. Like, what about the trailer s- is striking to you? Because mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. pacing of the trailer, the editing of the trailer, with the musical cues within the trailer all fit together. And and like you said, yeah. a line up with the original trailer. Like especially when you see the um, what are they a wings coming down? They're, new, they're a new ship. Or they're new new similar ship? to an a wing, but it though, it, yeah. it it is symmetrical with the first. Um, um, a New Hope, what is it? No, that's a first. Phantom trailer. Menace. Nope. They look like pod racers to me. Nope. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Thank you. <laughs> um, I've seen a Star Wars. You've seen a few Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's symmetrical with that with that first trailer for Force Awakens where you have yeah. the X wings come down and kind of scan yeah, the that's water. True.
1: And this shot, the shot's so cool where they're bringing up kind of like that like very unrealistic like red plumes of dust, but yeah. that, it seems to be like what the rock on the planet turns into when mm-hmm. like interacted right. with like. It's so cool well, it's gonna like, lead
2: to something pretty cool because they you don't just you don't just put that in there no no there's that's gonna there's be a gonna cool scenes I
1: think in like in terms of like the and you know I think the composition of the trailer is great and uh one of the things again that I read most about but is really most like interesting in the trailer is the fact that there are books in the Star Wars universe like paper bound books in the trailer and like you know I'm really curious to see a movie that's like not afraid to like deep dive into the lore of Star Wars, where Star Wars, I think trilogy-wise and prequel-wise, is not as concerned with the lore, besides just, like, at a face value. It's much more concerned about what's happening... The characters. Currently. The characters, yeah. Skywalker side. Skywalker side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is great. But, like, I'm really I'm really happy to see a movie that's kind of be like, we're going to talk about the history, maybe mm. why, what seems to be, why the Jedi don't need to exist. Well, we're going to
2: flesh way, out that universe. With Rogue one. one, we really got our first look at, like, a non-Skywalker Star Wars story. Right. That introduced us to a version of the Force that was unlike any that we've ever seen before, which was by normal people who, like, everybody's heard of the Force. They know what it is. Even Han Solo in A New Hope, he knows what the Force is. Yeah. When he's Obi-Wan not a believer, says it, but he's, he's just been, like, like I've heard of that's it. just like a bunch of magic. Like, that's yeah. that's nonsense. Right. Um, but I love the idea of Ryan Johnson, who's a fully capable writer, first off, taking things that Obi-Wan and Yoda have said, and Darth Vader and the Emperor have said about the Force, and kind of building on it where it's not just about the light and the dark. That's what the original trilogy was about. about. And I think this new trilogy is very much about breaking that open, that the Force is something that does not belong to the Jedi. They are just ones that are able to control it in a more, um, I guess, kind of like materialistic type way, where it's tangible. And I think that he's kind of gone off and attempted to discover a new thing and what that has done to his character we will find out. It makes the, f- yeah. There's
0: there's been a lot of interesting discussion and think pieces on the Jedi as sort of a negative force oh, yeah. in the universe. Yeah. think know these religious bullies basically who They're get to police zealots, the entire who universe, then get turned into galaxy, like literal they get
1: turned into like war generals during like prequels and I don't think that's like it's kinda of like retconning that they did with like Man of Steel kinda of being like, Oh, there's a lot of collateral damage, we need to make a movie that kind of like acknowledges that collateral right. damage. It's just like the Jedi are getting turned into like w- like literal like Their magic rise. war machines yes. in the prequels and they have to get like like kind of get kicked out of there. So I think that we might be seeing kind of a response to like that. That
0: could be Luke thinking thing. about something yeah. like yeah. that. But
1: the thing is like, you know, if you have a Jedi, you have to have the Sith.
0: Right. And if it's, you're worried it's about the, it's it's the, the, the Batman Cold Joker, war. it's the Batman Joker. Too. <laughs>
2: Always do. no more, no
0: less. That was not bad. That was like yeah, It good. could be better. Yeah, yeah I
2: mean, more mean, you more got time. Beer in, more beer <laughs> and cigarettes, and you'll have a good yeah. Frank Oz. But I wanted to talk about the next trailer. Mm, We're going to be going from Ryan Johnson, writer, director, uh, to another one of the greatest directors working right now. It's so one of my favorites. I would it's like we planned very it. much like to talk about. Baby Driver.
1: This movie looks good. This movie looks
2: good. Written and directed by Edgar Wright. It's coming out June 28th. Let's watch this trailer. So what is it you do? I'm a driver. Oh, like a chauffeur. Anyone I'd know? I
1: hope not.
0: What is your name?
1: Baby.
0: Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y, Baby. Baby.
1: Yeah.
2: That's a good trailer. That's a good trailer. Yeah. it's a good trailer. That is... Uh, I have been looking forward to an Edgar Wright movie for a long time. I mean, Edgar Wright in general
0: pretty much doesn't do characters. anything too bad. I mean... No. The World's End didn't blow me away. but I really love I The love that love that World's way, End, way, but I totally
2: get way. it when people say that it didn't blow them away because, dude, you... It, Shaun of the Dead, like you can't. No man, Hot Fuzz. You can't is, top it. No, I really can't. Like, no, And Hot, Hot Fuzz. Fuzz, not Hot
1: Fuzz, is for a specific taste though. It's my taste, and it's my taste too. Yeah. I I prefer. I Hot think Fuzz I Fuzz like Shaun, Shaun of the World's Dead because I had like a a like something that happened with a friend of mine where he was very involved with like drugs or something like that, and like. That whole like uh, art, like a uh, race to be the coolest or to still keep your like youth intact like yeah yeah that
2: message it's definitely his most personal and line. that's yes. I mean getting an Edgar Wright movie like Baby Driver that has you know Jamie Foxx, John Hamm, Kevin Spacey flee. Like, these are the things that dreams are made of. Kevin Spacey and John Hamm
1: came from another planet to be perfect humans on Earth. Not a lot of people know that. That diner scene
2: scene that's in that trailer with John Hamm, like, confronting them, obviously at gunpoint, I have a feeling that that is going to be one hell of a fucking scene in the context of the movie, everything that's come before and what it is.
0: And this trailer nails everything that makes Edgar Wright appealing to me. Like, the snappiness of the dialogue, Mm -hmm. the editing of the music... The cueing yep. of the music. I mean, with and this is definitely going to be a, a
2: continuation of like the Guardians of the Galaxy awesome mix idea, where it's like mm. Edgar Wright has been able to create a playlist that, like, the movie is being called a musical. Okay. It very much is a musical where it is That's a story so that is fantastic. happening around so these fantastic. songs that right. he brings He's up either to. on a jukebox or an iPod or yeah. a cassette tape. Like it is kind, of, they are musical numbers essentially. Right. to music that the
0: character is listening to in the movie and the way that that what's going on in the trailer <laughs> syncs up to the yeah. movie mm-hmm. and even the dialogue going on and even like you know um, the, there's that, some that good scene. lines in that trailer. Oh, man. Man. The fact and, that we have the diner's baby b a b y baby and yeah. I love
1: how like the diner is like a it's. It's all, it's like a little movie in the trailer, which it might sound redundant because that's kind of what trailers are. But like the the diner scenes are anchor. Mm-hmm. We always like bounce back, back to the back diner, to the diner yeah. Yeah. even though how how far in the movie we springboard back and forth, we always come back to like this simple diner scene, the simple literal conversation cut forward cut back of two people just fucking talking and oh I'm the
0: like, cuts are so good with the, the coffee cup oh and yeah and they cut to it's the button like, on maybe. the elevator yeah. i feel
2: like uh in watching it this time i noticed too and the last time because i've been showing this movie a lot at our screenings because i'm really yeah. trying to get the word out this on trailer him. this trailer yeah, yeah. the specific one um and i uh, i've been noticing more and more the color palette of oh, this yeah. trailer it's really crazy how he how edgar wright and I hope that he did this on purpose, and it's not just me like fantasizing and reading. You're right, but on it seems purpose, like so. yeah, right. But it seems so like he's taken happening. a very real world approach to an almost Looney Tune cartoon esque. Because oh, yeah. there's there's colors just bouncing off of everywhere, and yeah. even when you think you're in a dark, you know, underground parking lot for a minute where there's going to be nothing, all of a sudden it cuts through. There's these gigantic orange lines behind the character that are just like that pop everything just yeah. a little bit that oh, bring yeah. energy subtly into these backgrounds and these locations and these characters.
1: I mean, it seems like the movie is just not going to have a dull moment. I love God, how... I'm so excited for it. You know, this we? this trailer is only maybe 20 or 30 seconds longer than the Last Jedi trailer. And mm-hmm. we get so much more because they're introducing characters we've never seen before. A story we've never heard of.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like, also plot getting, beats. And plot you know, he's beats. He's got and a like, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's involved in crime. Those two are going to meet. And, and he's going to run. And that's
1: the only story that you know mm-hmm. after right. seeing this trailer. We don't know, like the whole story. And sure. like, I, like this is, this is how you do a trailer. Like mm-hmm. the Star Wars trailer is how you do a Star Wars trailer. It's how you should do most trailers, but they didn't have like the history behind it. This yeah. is how you do a trailer for a movie that no one knows about and that you're trying mm-hmm. to show off. Like yeah. this is the format.
0: This is just a, the right amount of plot. Yeah. The right amount of introducing characters, the right amount of action mm-hmm. to get you. And it's not the excited. same
1: flair as like other Egarite movies. Like, I mean, like it's the same flair, but it's, well, it's, it's just not British. It's still, That might be true, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's still totally different from like Scott Pilgrim, right? Which is very much like kind of bombard your senses, mm-hmm. and then from his Cornetto trilogy, it, it probably is like similar, like editing wise, but still like feels separate. This is a. I think this is a different kind of Edgar Wright movie, and I'm really excited. And about
0: I'm, I'm after the Cornetto trilogy. I'm excited to see Edgar Wright kind of branch out a little yeah, bit and out. try something new. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, this is something that he must have been like you know cooking up for a while.
0: I bet. Seems and
2: like uh, you know, I want to talk about real quick too, like the the uh, uh, comparisons to Drive. Oh yeah, that people are making I, I think that think it's fair that. because no shit it's about a person with the same occupation Right. but yeah. I feel like a, a lot of people driver. make that comparison in a Good negative music. way because they don't I, I feel like they don't understand that like a driver is like a job in like every robbery right. yeah. or like that's just like a thing of those like, see
1: Reservoir Dogs yeah. it's, it's the, like you uh, wouldn't get mad transport. at Edgar
2: Wright making a movie about robbing a bank because you'd be like yo they, they made a movie about robbing a bank like 10 years ago people like, rob it's, banks that's a thing that people do
1: it's the thing that people do in movies,
2: right? And this is like completely <laughs> on a different wavelength than well, uh, this, than Drive. Like you know, Drive is an amazing movie, and, and I think great. it's I think it's one of the first like great movies of the 21st century, and it just keeps getting better and better and more stylistic the I further we detach ourselves from the style of the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Baby Driver is very much just an Edgar Wright take on this world of crooks and villains and double crosses yeah. and fast cars i guess all the uh, stunts are going to be pretty much uh all the car chases and everything are
0: practical like they're all that was a pretty cool real. drift in between the truck i just love that's that he's cool driving stunt. that fucking
1: Subaru, dude <laughs> that yeah sweet. sweet i like it yeah the movie i think it's just gonna be kick ass i have no i have no doubt that it's just gonna be just a great fun movie
0: i agree uh, probably a less fun movie is going to be my movie that fun to the different you guys way, watch this trailer for. This is a trailer I've seen quite a few times, and I'm really excited for this movie. And it comes out not next week, but the following week, and I will okay. be there. And I hope you to join me. This is "It Comes at Night," which is by Trey Edward Schultz, and is coming out on June 9th.
2: We don't know what made Stanley sick. We don't know anything nobody touched him so i think we're fine right positive you just opened the door right you didn't go in i didn't touch the door you didn't what it was, it was already open
0: what the door was already open when you got there yeah then who opened it This trailer is a perfect example. And to clarify, we watched the teaser trailer, um, the first teaser trailer that came out for this movie. Yeah, that'll be the one that's below. It is a perfect example of a horror trailer. Because you start off with this pretty disturbing looking painting and pans down the hall with this dark hallway. Cue our actors discussing something. Yeah. Discussing a door. You don't know the context of the door. You don't know what the, what, why they're talking about this door. But they seem to be kind of in hushed tones talking about this door, how, it's, how they think it's okay. It establishes this like kind of sense of tension right off the bat and then introduces the mystery. Oh, this door was open. Why? And the characters are obviously freaking out about it. And then cut to drum hits and then transitions from scene to scene. Yeah. Drum hit. High-pitched screech dog bark dog bark yeah. all like all the using sound to line up with the cuts within the trailer and yeah. the and the, this, the music gaining pace and quickening as the trailer goes on and the cuts gaining pace and going faster and faster to the by the end of the, the trailer like you're starting to build up that momentum and the, the cuts are coming quicker and quicker and then I'm gonna go on and on about this I'm, I'm really excited about <laughs> it's this it's okay cut. I was waiting for a moment where I can be like
2: Just, and and yes and
0: um <laughs> And then, and then at the end you've got like, it starts to even do jump cuts within itself where it's, you can tell it's like that, that sort of, um, horror technique where you maybe take a five second clip and then just cut in like maybe, or cut out like three seconds of it. So it's like kind of, uh, almost like a framey sort of, I don't know. Do you have a a word for that film students for like framing the shot? You know what I'm talking about when it's like a, a horror, like it's like, they, you cut out, basically, the movement of somebody, like, turning their head, so it's, like, really quick. Quick cut. Yeah, sure. Quick cut. Yeah, I like this trailer I a so. lot, boys. Oh mm-hmm. no, no cool. this trailer
2: is very good. Uh, Trey Schultz of Krisha fame. I talked about Krisha a lot uh, mm-hmm. from last year. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies of the year. I actually watched it um, when I was at my parents' house for Christmas.
0: Oh, fun. Yeah, oh, they yeah, fun. all went to bed early because they're all
2: old and shit, and... Uh, I stayed up and, and right? uh, took advantage of my Amazon Prime account and watched Christian. I absolutely loved it. It was perfect for that time uh, to watch that right there. And I, I read up on Trey Edward Schultz because the one thing that blew me away about Christian was how fucking well it was directed. I couldn't fucking believe how uh, unique and original these uh, stereotypical tropes of family drama and like, uh, like horror-esque family drama was being done by this kid and like I looked him up and he's a fucking kid. Yeah. And they said that right now he's currently working on this horror movie with um
0: what's that dude's name? Oh, that's a good question.
2: Uh, uh Joel Edgerton. He was in The Gift. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. Yeah. I love Joel Edgerton. Yeah. And they said that he was working with him that I guess Joel
0: Edgerton had read the script and was helping him make it. Who has a great and now voice here we for have a, a great trailer. A great like disembodied voice for a trailer. Mm-hmm because he's got that kind of really low voice. Yeah, he's
2: really good at being able to play like uh, you know, like that kind of hero character, but he can also play like a very uh sinister, feeling fucked up uh individual. Which he nailed in The Gift. The Gift, yeah, is just like you're like this guy seems very friendly but like too friendly. A bit sinister. And it's it's yeah. uh, it's really a lot of fun how he was able to and that was uh, Jason Bateman too, right? Yep, yep. Their chemistry in that movie was off out of this yeah, world. Was Good.
0: Who was the girl in that? <clears throat> I don't know her name. I
2: can't
1: remember her name either. Maybe it'll come to me. Joel Edgerton did. Yeah. What'd you think of that, dude? It was cool. I mean, I'm super stoked for it. I really, you know, uh, I like how I don't know exactly what's happening, which is kind of like I've said for like the past few trailers. But yeah. I think, you know, we live in a golden age of horror movies right now. Like, they, like, I feel like that genre is really it's just coming like, back. It's coming back, and it's also just like coming back in like major ways. Because I do think like we're talking about twenty first century stylistic movie making, and I think horror is one of the genres that benefited from that like it's, the
0: most. It's finding a kind of a renaissance in that like sort of mid tier. to well, it's like it's kind of doing budget, like kind of it's like,
1: like we're seeing like macabre filmmaking. Like, We're seeing some real like like true horror outside of gore, and like some real like atmosphere horror which I don't mean to say it hasn't been done before but we're really seeing it come back in like you're a major seeing, way. You're
0: seeing new directors use low budget as sort of yeah. not a constraint but like a way to be more creative within a space mm-hmm. without relying heavily on. Look at Get Out. Get Out, Get yeah, out. Was made exactly. for five
2: million dollars yeah. and it's
0: approaching three hundred
2: million dollars worldwide. I, it's still playing in theaters around here and that I, goddamn bastard came out in February. I sure. bet
0: Krisha cost zero dollars. Oh Krisha did not cost <laughs> a lot of money at all no.
1: No, I think the trailer looks really cool, and I really do like how, you know, if it wasn't for us kind of, like, talking through the trailer, I would I would have known even less. And, like, I think that, I think horror movies, uh, especially when you get to, and maybe even with this trailer, when you get outside of the teaser trailer realm and get into, like, trailer one, trailer two, they start maybe giving away, like, heavier story beats, but yeah. I do think this is, like, really effective of, like hooking me i'm hooked like i right. want i want to know what's behind the door i want to know why the door is open and i don't want and to that's see the any more trailers. question
0: i have after this trailer i don't want to see any more i ha- yeah i have had i've seen the the another one of the trailers that was right. released. we almost accidentally it's... started it well it, it, yeah. it, they played it before another movie that i saw mm-hmm. in theaters which is a good segue for the next trailer that we're going to show hmm. uh, which is called buster's mal Which was directed by Sarah Adina Smith um, and actually came out on April 28th. Yeah, so we're a little late on this one. Yeah, let's hit this trailer and we'll talk about it on the other side. The
2: inversion is coming.
0: So, full disclosure I've seen this movie yes um but it is one that came out i think with pretty little fanfare and was maybe a little lesser known so i i, I really like this trailer and i wanted to kind of bring attention to it especially here where we're putting it out there right but i have to say again i've seen this movie that trailer still gave me chills
1: it's good i like it's so funny how similar um uh, malik's like character for mr robot i think is especially those first few scenes yeah like, it's like the same guy
0: it is, yeah. Is he? A is the same guy? Yeah, it's Remy Malick. He's Mr. an actor, and hate... he plays different characters. Ah, oh. look at me when I talk to you. <laughs> here's, here's, here's a hot take. I hate Mike Burch. <laughs> um, it's Remy Malik of Mr. Robot fame, yes. and he is definitely doing his um kind of trademark bug-eyed kind of dry. Yeah, Remy Malek. Yeah. It's, and this movie's out there. Yeah, he doesn't want to take too far of a
2: departure right now. You know, he's that's in a fair. moment in his Mr. career. Robot is hot. It's hot, and he's got all the time in the world to fail, like Matthew Fox did. Oh. Um, he's everybody has all the time in the world to do that. All you gotta do is uh, punch a lady bus driver, and uh, that's it. <laughs> I'll I do it. You it. didn't hear about that story?
0: Uh, tell tell it to me another time. I will tell it to you another time. <laughs> that, Literally, that's the story. Yeah, I'll Matthew Fox. You.
2: Punch punch the lady bus
0: driver and he's not a lot of movies anymore. Matthew Fox is not the best part of... No, he's not. It's fine.
1: Yeah, this trailer looks cool. Um, I I like, you know... I I like stories that seem to take place over many years. Like your Forrest Gumps or your Benjamin Buttons. Um, And I feel like this movie has kind of like a... We see him at one point in his life with a family not having a beard to seemingly stranded in the middle of nowhere... With a beard and without his family. Yeah, I'm getting a big Swiss Army Man vibe from that trailer. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. it does.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh huh. And there's some editing choices in it with the uh, the static. And there's some shots of him, like, using some older technology uh, that looks as if uh, it looks pretty interesting. That's the first time I've seen that trailer. It looks really, I mean, DJ Qual, sign me up.
0: I'm really glad you made the Swiss Army Man um comparison because that's what made me seek out this movie in the first place is i got those very same vibes the first yeah. time i saw this trailer mm-hmm. and sought out the movie and and saw and that's because we're buds yeah we're buds um well we all like so man. just a room full we of buds really likes... talking about trailers yeah and uh Which i are... don't really want to say anything outside yeah of did you, did you, don't you care. like oh, yeah, did yeah. you
1: like the movie though like how did you feel leaving that flick i did had a lot of feelings
0: leaving that flick.
1: So good or bad, not really the question. It's
0: a good movie. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. Cool. I had a lot of feelings coming out of it. I'd recommend people see it. I would recommend you see it. It's a little bit. Of yeah. A little I time. mean, after yeah. watching that
1: trailer right now, I'm literally going to seek that movie out as soon as I can. Yeah. yeah. It looks really. It looks really cool. It's you know, again, that's also. I mean, so far down this list, we've had just really. I think in, in two or so trailers, we'd have one that I might think is bad. But so far, we've had a lot of trailers that have been like. Are you commenting you on know? our
2: good taste in trailers?
1: Huh? I'm commenting on uh, we happen to have
0: good taste of movies,
1: but we're ah, making good trailers for it. I would certainly like, hope so. A bad trailer does not always make a bad movie.
0: no, no, and there are definitely there are probably trailers. There are definitely trailers that are way better than the movie also true. and which is I, th- I think it's interesting that we're doing this and I like that we're doing this because it's interesting to meditate on the merit of a trailer on its own. I agree.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. especially like, you know, I, I think it's kind of the same way where with hot takes, When we started that show, we wanted to start a show that encapsulated the conversation post a movie. Right, the conversation pre movie is all about the trailers. When we sit down and watch trailers, like that's when we like you and I banter a lot. So all three of us Mm -hmm. are just like, this movie looks like it sucks, or like, I'm so hard for this movie right now.
0: Well, before we even started doing these trailers mike would sit us down and be like yo you are before we even started doing these podcasts sorry yeah mike would sit us down and be like have you seen these trailers we gotta watch these trailers
2: trailers are literally that's why they play them before movies they're a good icebreaker
0: they're fun they get yeah.
2: you in the mood for the magic that's you know that you're about to be a part of and that's why they play them before <laughs> movies and i think that you know they're really good conversation starters because like you said robbie they're a little mini movies yeah, you can really get a feel of uh, the tone and the story, like of what a movie is going to be from a trailer, and it's so open ended. Like the conversations that you can have about it are
0: endless. True, very true. Let's have another one, Robbie. So, Man, uh, what do you got next?
1: So, the next one that we're going to talk about is a little movie called Thor Ragnarok. Yes. What does Ragnarok mean? Maybe we'll find out. Is dead. So, so Thor Ragnarok coming out November third. Also directed by Taka Watiti. Waititi. Mm. Said that right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So just a little bit like at the top. I normally am not about any of the Thor movies. I did not like the first two.
0: They're okay. There's two, yeah, right? Be nice.
1: I'm not about them. I was not really about them. I think I saw. I think I saw both of them. I can't really remember. <laughs> Um, cause
0: I just, just didn't really they're care. They're not wildly memorable movies. No. Yeah, I know, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, they're, they're, they're kind of one someone, and done.
1: Someone once, who I was talking to about it, were just like, you know, it's a really interesting, like, fish out of water story, but I was like, I've seen it done better before. I will say though, a movie franchise I do really like is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And this movie seems to be like, you know what would be fun? We brought some of the fun from that other movie back into here. And Just, this movie yeah.
2: looks kick it's a ass.
1: That's a natural
2: progression for yeah. them to do because James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, uh, he painted the cosmic universe. Like, that's why Doctor Strange even looks a little like Guardians of the Galaxy in the right. terms of, like, that really atmospheric stuff. That's why Ant-Man when they go into that really crazy shit, looks a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy because James Gunn created mm-hmm. that cosmic realm and the look. So if Thor well, Ragnarok is gonna go into the into space,
0: it's gotta look like it belongs in om- the same universe. It's almost like somebody saw Guardians of the Galaxy, somebody at Marvel or Disney and said, oh, you know what's pretty cool actually? Is color. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, color. That's uh, cool. also, like, totally fair.
1: I, I think you know it makes sense because what's cool about Thor is that he is a character that exists because uh, in our Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, Jack and I kind of talked about the three tiers of like the MCU, like Earth saving, right? Which you have our defenders on the city, our Avengers for the planet, our Guardians for space, and then you have Doctor Strange doing the interdimensional shit. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about Thor is that he. Is kind of in between because he is from. He's
0: extra dimensional. He's right?
1: he's extra dimensional. He's extraplanetary. Asgard, and he's also a def- he's an Avenger. So does,
0: like, does Asgard exist somewhere within space, or is Asgard on a different plane? Of... It's somewhere in the in in the cinematic universe. Yeah,
1: is it a whole cinematic universe? They're pretty planets?
0: much
2: explaining it kind of the same way that it is in the comics, maybe just a little bit more approachable for okay. like your standard it, where it is. It is space. Okay. It is uh, the Tree of Life, uh, essentially, where there are multiple realms. Earth is one of the realms, and the known space uh, around Earth is one of the realms. Thor comes from a realm that contains Asgard and the Rainbow Bridge. So, can, can like Star-Lord
1: fly to his planet, or not really?
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, depending on what's going on with the technology, how far away it is, nobody really knows. I mm-hmm. mean, the Rainbow Bridge, as far as we know, is the only way that people have been able to teleport... Like in and around space, with, with the exception of the space gem that Loki used in right. Avengers, uh, you know there 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 are ways to go around. I think that it's unlikely that somebody could just travel there with just machines. Uh, but I guess if they really wanted to, there's no arguing. You can't be like, well, that's not fucking possible. Yeah, it's fucking Marvel and it's in space. <laughs> you they can do, that, can do yeah. whatever they can sure. do whatever they want.
1: But I think also like another thing I didn't really like about the Thor movies is they were they were just never felt fun. And I think that's kind of a critique I had about maybe, like, the first phase of Marvel movies is that, like, the fun wasn't quite there for me. Um, Or, like, the fun wasn't quite good when they were trying to do it. Maybe it felt too cheeky. I don't know. But, like, this movie seems like it's... The trailer starts off with him being like, but I'm wondering how I got here. And that's, like, so fucking silly. And then to, like, kind of end it by saying Jeff Goldblum is also Mm -hmm. very fucking silly. And I doubt he thinks he's in a movie. and That's awesome.
0: But... Uh, probably a fair amount of that can be attributed to Taika Waititi himself, or at least I'm hoping, because he yeah. has one of the best senses of humor of any director. He's up there with Edgar Wright. Any person, talk about yeah. it. Well, you this... see him in interviews, you're just like that is a fun little guy right there. Like, that guy is a lot
1: of fun. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, I think this movie is going to be kick ass. I think it might be one of the better. I think it's going to be. I think it might be one of the top tier Marvel movies, and I think it's. I think it's going to be very totally different mm-hmm. from the Thor movies which I, is why I think this that, is a soft reboot I think yeah. more than the well, third Thor movie yeah is. I think that mm-hmm. you know
2: or is this the Civil War they, they figured out right. Thor in the first one which is why I always defend offended, that they were like he's the character's fucking ridiculous so our version Fair. of Thor is going to be he's literally a guy he is a fish out of water yeah. all the time wherever he is He doesn't understand what anybody is saying. He doesn't get social cues, Yeah, you know, and that's that's why why he likes Hulk. He doesn't like Bruce Banner. He likes Hulk. Yeah. And uh, moving into Thor Ragnarok, I really feel like Taika Waititi is taking Thor to the natural level where it's like, get rid of all this Shakespearean sincere nonsense Mm -hmm. and just give us some fun drama. Have fun and have some dramatic tension. That's what makes the Guardians movie so good is that there is a lot of weight to what they're doing, but they're having a blast doing it. You can literally tell that the characters are having a blast. The actors playing the characters are having a blast. The people dressing them, directing Mm -hmm. them. Everybody's having a blast in this movie. And so the audience is naturally going to have a blast as well watching it. And that's Thor Ragnarok has that painted
1: all over
0: it in rainbow colors, and we can't finish this discussion without talking about Jeff Goldblum in this. Oh moment. my God, mm. he looks fabulous! He looks, he looks fa- <laughs> he fabulous. Like, talk about having fun, and talk about someone who dressed up these mm-hmm. these actors having fun. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Did you guys notice that, Internet that Internet and Benicio del Toro have the same mark? They're cousins or something like that.
2: Oh, they're, oh uh, in the in the universe, they're, they're related to each other. Yeah, he's... they're
1: they're elders, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because was Benicio del Toro's character is the collector in the collector right? Yeah. Okay.
0: They're, what are they, they're, they're like really, really old, old, like very powerful, or they, at least they have Humanoid. a lot of influence. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It's kind of like they're a step under what, um, you know, ego right. is, which right. is a celestial. Right. And that's like a celestial is also what, uh, no, a, nowhere, like the, yeah. the, 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 decapitated head of a celestial where they go in the first one. Right. That's a celestial. Like those that's are like been gods yeah. essentially lowercase g. Mm-hmm. and uh and elders are kind of like you know just Demi- a step onto Demi- that that a Demi- demigod's kind of yeah
0: yeah that's a good way to explain I, it. I like how marvel has gone into that realm with yeah. within their within their cinematic universe where you have like lowercase g gods existing mm-hmm. in the in the in the universe it's but it's like just how these are it is too these are just aliens that have varying levels of um influence over the universe around them it's pretty cool yeah it's a good way to handle it i think it's cool i really think the cinematic universe
1: um the, the marvel cinematic universe is just doing such a good job of being coherent and making things just kind of make sense the uh the web that kind of pulls them all together <laughs> is just as good as the segue into talking yes. about the Go new on. spider-man trailer yeah uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? Spider-Man Homecoming, directed by John Watts, coming out July 7th. We're actually going to watch the international trailer. This is the, the movie. new one. This is the newest. So there are two trailers that came out uh, the day of this recording, So, which is the second Homecoming trailer. There's already been another one. And the international trailer came out, and usually the international trailer for movies are like... Usually, oh, it's well,
0: the, the trailer you watch if you don't actually want to see the movie because guess what? The international trailer, trailer is, is going to show save you your money everything. and show you the entire movie. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> and like the thing, uh, we we're, we're going to talk more about it. But I just want to let the if the listeners are trying to watch the trailers as we're going, this is the international one that came out today. Okay. That's my you! I gotta go. I fight with Captain America
2: and I stole his shield and I threw it at him. The hell, he's big. I gotta go. It was the most amazing thing that's ever happened. So Mr. Stark was
1: like, "Hey, Andrews," go. and I just sort of flipped in. Hey, just a
0: second! Coming! Hey! We have thin walls here.
1: So, what'd you guys think of the Iron Man 4 trailer?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kill Iron Man.
1: Kill Iron Man. There's a lot of Iron Man in this international trailer, and I showed you guys during the break the poster for this movie. Not only is Tony Stark in it, they also just show Iron Man flying in it for some... It also just looks bad. Um... I think this movie is gonna be pretty good. I'm kinda of, I kinda of have a lot of reservations about it. I don't I know have what to, you guys think. I have to
0: say I like that trailer better than previous trailers I've seen. Really? Mm-hmm. Well wow. I mean it I think starting it with the like selfie videos was kind of kinda of funny. I like that part a lot, yeah. for sure. I think playing the like this is a kid in twenty seventeen aspect who's also a superhero yeah. who like kind of fell into the superhero role and like the kind of I don't know. The way a kid would be mystified by something like that and kind of excited and enthusiastic. And be like, holy shit, that's Captain America. Like, I stole a shield. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that's fun. That's a fun angle on this, like, Marvel universe that we're now, like, 15 years deep into.
1: I completely agree. Um, Burge, what do you think of the trailer? What do you think of the Spider Man? I'm coming in general. I'm super
0: excited about this
2: Spider Man movie. I, uh, John Watts is. More than capable of being able to do something. I know his last name isn't Webb, but that didn't turn out too good last time. That is true. Mm -hmm. Mm. Twice. Uh, And I think that For people out there, what else has John Watts done? uh, He did dope. Uh, from about a year, was it last year? Two years ago. I think it was two years, two ago. years ago. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much what got him this. And I mean, really, like taking a step back and like really looking at Marvel this year. This is the first year where Marvel's putting out three instead of two movies. And they did a James Gunn movie, a John Watts movie, and a Taika Watiti movie, which are cool. all like very positive, fun Agreed. Films like Guardians of the Galaxy. We knew we were getting fun with that. Thor Ragnarok, like we were just talking about, looks way more fun than previous Thor Mm -hmm. movies. And we're getting a Spider-Man movie where it really seems like they, I know it's a a cliche at this point, but it really is true that they have really tapped into what makes Spider-Man so fun. Yeah. And it's the fact that it's a kid who just has all of these amazing powers who he himself doesn't even really understand what they all are.
1: Power of great responsibility. But he's a su- yeah, he's, yeah,
2: yeah, and he's a super smart guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: his appearance in Civil War is like one of like the funnest parts of that movie. Sure. Right? I, I because agree. he really 100%. just sells it. Like as soon as he's on on screen, before he's in like the red and blue suit, you're like, this is Peter Parker. Yeah, this is a Peter Parker that I want to. I want to play with. I I want I want this Peter Parker to make me laugh. I want to have fun with him. I want to care about him and yeah. and hope that he doesn't get hurt. And throwing him into a story that is all about again, it's another it's a smaller street level version of the consequences that come from these big Avengers uh battles, these big yeah. things that are at the end of every Marvel movie on planet Earth. You know, there's always, like, Civil War dealt very heavily with that. Age of Ultron dealt very heavily with Even that. Well, Iron up Man more 3 stuff.
1: deals heavily with the consequences of those Absol- actions. Uh, yeah, yeah. on, a Even character, on a character level. Uh, Daredevil TV as well. Show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so this, uh, putting him up against people that are taking advantage in a, in a criminal way. Yeah. Criminals taking advantage in a criminal way of these events, having him go up against them because it's on such a small level that it might go, unnoticed by the avengers which is always the big question like in iron man 3 you're like where the fuck is captain america during this like why isn't the hulk helping yeah, out right this is kind of like a really good way that's why iron man is in it so much it's a good passing of the torch because 100%. in in a lot of ways this really is the iron man mm. of this phase not, yeah. a, not not talking like phase one phase two phase three no, but they iron are really man, coming into well, a thing, new thing, is, thing, and iron iron this is kind getting of a,
1: phased out Right, That's well, so, have they have to, to you know. Yeah, like it's getting to, to a
2: point where they're eventually going to have to drop Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans as yeah. Iron Man and Captain America. But respectively. it makes sense to
1: have Spider-Man be the kind of phase in for the Iron Man phase out. Smart talking, like charismatic superhero. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This all being said, I think the biggest offender of this trailer is um, the thing I really wish I didn't fucking see in this trailer was Iron Man stepping out of his suit and being like. What if someone was getting hurt on that? What if someone was getting fucked up? Dealing with like Tony Stark's PTSD, which is like a factor that we knew about in the other movies, and him kind of like putting that now and teaching that Spider Man yeah, teaching him to respect that's, the suit. No, which that's is what he that's learned. Incredible! I wish we didn't see that in the trailer. It's been in previous trailers. That okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
0: you knew in the passing of the torch of this movie that Tony Stark was going to be having those conversations with it's Peter Parker. True. Yeah. He's, and got, I think
2: he's got the Spider-Man suit that Tony Stark designed books. for him and right. eventually it's gonna get taken away from him and he goes back to the suit that we saw for a quick second. Which is why he's fighting Bolter on the plane with yeah. that.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe some of the thing that the first two iterations of Peter Parker in movies missed, maybe, is really like Hammering home, like, no, this is a kid. This is a kid in high yeah. school mm-hmm. who's in way over his head. And I think, you know, at this point, the great power with great responsibilities, like the most overdone cliche. Yeah, absolutely. But I think really underscoring how Peter Parker is a kid and yeah. is coming into his own and is growing up during this process and realizing that he has this big power mm-hmm. and, and what the stakes of that are is, mm-hmm. you know, you if yeah. you really sell that this is a child doing this, that becomes a little less tired of a cliche and maybe Absolutely. a little more interesting of a From,
2: from that point too, it's a really good that this movie is tackling that in the way where it's, it's a kid because in Civil War, Spider-Man, the way that they were able to work him in seamlessly so it wasn't just like... A cameo that felt forced because they got the rights to it at the last second. They were able to work it into the whole daddy issues of Civil War. You know, Black Panther loses his father. Tony Stark is upset about the loss of his father and is still trying to come to terms with that. And Mm -hmm. in his actions of trying to do the right thing, he actually ends up getting a 15-year-old kid almost killed. Yeah. In this fight with these people that are way more powerful than him and are way more experienced than him. And he realizes that at the end. And he's like, it's time for you to go home. Like, you shouldn't have done that. He sees all bruised up. He's like, you should go home. Yeah. So I have a feeling that going into this movie is very much, you know, the limo scene that we see in the trailers where he's yeah. just like, just take it easy. Like. He's opened Pandora's box now for this kid. He's Mm -hmm. shown him this world and it's very hard to go back. And so now he's trying to, again, it's very much his cleanup in Civil War of Age of Ultron and his cleanup in Age of Ultron of creating Ultron. He's trying to clean up uh, a mess that he made by Mm -hmm. trying to take responsibility for it. But Tony Stark will always be a flawed character. And I feel like we are going, like you said, Robbie, we are going towards the end
1: of Tony, Stark. Tony Stark's
2: arc in do you this guys,
1: stuff. Do you guys think that there could be potential for... <clears throat> I mean, maybe this is not a fair question to ask because in Civil War, uh, it wasn't really Captain America, but we keep calling it Civil War. We don't call it Captain America 3. It's Civil War, yeah. It's Civil War. But um, do you think that maybe this Spider-Man movie could... The question I have is, like, can there be too much Tony Stark in this film? No. think I think so, too. I love Robert
2: Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Yeah. And I don't think that they're going to overuse him. Yeah. Um, Civil War was ca- was a Captain America movie, but let's be honest, it was it was just as
0: much as an Iron Man movie as it was. A it Captain was an America Avengers movie. movie. You
1: have some fears and apprehension, though, right, Jack?
0: I I I I'm ready for Marvel to kill Tony Stark. Yeah, and mm. I think I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. And in then Peter Parker War, War is Iron really Man.
1: the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But I... I, I, I if Sony
2: takes back Spider Man's rights, which they are more than allowed to do, they just got Peter Parker now as Iron Man. Yeah. I mean, I think... Or they just kill Peter Parker and they get Miles Morales. Or they do Iron
1: Spider, too. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing.
2: Yeah, they got tons yeah, of stuff. I them. just
1: think... I think I want Homecoming to be really good because, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys. I don't know what everyone's favorite superhero were when they were a kid. Spider-Man was mine. Love Spider-Man. Really love Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man burned me pretty hard more than, like, most people, I think. Um, same way that Batman, uh,
0: Return of the Bane really hurt my feelings.
1: Um, but... You know, I just I really just want the Spider-Man movie to be good because I love
0: Spider-Man was the first no one with second Andrew. Andrew Garfield oh yeah the yeah second. it's the
1: first Andrew Garfield one mm-hmm.
0: okay hey. I thought that was okay but the mm-hmm. sequel of that movie sucked ass yeah yeah I, I, I agree
2: I, the the first one is it was a lot of fun because it gave us a little bit more of what we're getting a lot of in this one that we didn't get in the
1: previous trilogy this seems like a good hybrid of the two yeah still very have a much. Nerdy, it's an extension it's a nerdy kid who's also super charismatic whereas Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Is the least charismatic person you'll ever meet. That was more, but that, those movies were more yeah. about the spectacle of Spider-Man. Yeah, which they did is, a which
0: they did a good but job. But you about. also have to put those movies back in the context of when they came out, because Spider-Man One and Two, for the time, were better efforts at superhero movies than any you know, most that had come before it. Right. Well, it was Spider a different Man, time for superhero. The movies.
1: MCU exists partly because Spider Man exists. And then and then the X-Men movies and then Spider-Man. Spider Man X Men the were, tone
0: for superhero
1: spectacle they movies.
0: They showed a X-Men. mainstream audience what you could do with a superhero movie yes. and made superhero movies viable.
1: I I just my main thing is I want to see Spider Man have a return to form. And I think that's exactly what we're going to get with this. Yeah. You know,
0: we're yeah. getting big movies
2: now that are uh, you know, they're big spectacles and stuff, but that doesn't mean that we can't still have time for the little movies. Maybe
1: if we didn't change our tone, people wouldn't know the Segway was coming. Mm. We wouldn't hear the hum of the Segway battery. Uh, yeah, I think they would but catch up. Yeah,
2: on. I'd really like to uh, share with you guys uh, a trailer that was just released a couple days ago uh, for Akja. Uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, it's coming out June 28th on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's got a teen heartthrob Tilda Swinton in it. It's, watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time he said that.
1: Oh, that's, that's good. Is... What the
2: fuck?
0: I can't <laughs> wait for you guys to see this movie and uh, become vegetarians.
2: Uh, might happen <laughs> well little uh little and info for everybody
0: there just tuning in shit with us Mike Burge every day of your life from then on I will I'll give, do it when I you will. become a vegetarian why, I will why would I become a vegetarian because
1: you're gonna eat little
0: ok- okja yeah think about oakcha, dude
2: think about okja dude I've seen E.T. I'm still gonna punch an alien in
1: the face if it pops up what if he's nice to you
0: wow like E.T. is nice you heard it here folks
1: can we all get okra? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. That recorded me saying that. <laughs> yeah. ah. Oh no! Can we all get no? Oak are you kidding tattoos? me? There's absolutely there's
2: a, like the the power of movies is very strong on me, but mm. uh, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna take bacon away from me anytime soon. You're one of buddy. those, huh? One of those, one of those people that <sighs> just like Jack. Eats one time meat. I ate
1: a buffalo chicken crepe in front of you, and I think you got your saliva on it because you were just like, "Yeah, it looks really good." That looks really good. I'll tell you one thing. You know, one thing I'll I tell you one thing. That. One
2: day, uh-huh. if it comes down to it, uh-huh. I'll fucking eat you.
0: I bet you would. Because you look like you taste great. There's not a lot of meat on these bones. So yeah, obviously. I think the,
1: well, the first act of Oak job, it really sways me on oh. how good it tastes. I'm going to...
2: I'm gonna eat one of them. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I we'll mean, see. I mean that—that's a hell of a trailer. First that off, trailer right there, is fucking uh, Bon yeah. Junho, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. I think. Can I? Like... Can I get my Snowpiercer, boys? Woo! What's up? Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer boys. is like one of the the best movies ever. Nah, no. that's that's not going to hyperbole. In but ter- it's, it's of one like of the best realm. movies in a very long time. And it's very misunderstood, and a lot of people are not hot on that movie. It's I'm so telling you, I've good. said it before, and I'll say it again. Give it ten years, people are gonna be talking about that
1: fucking movie. Someone Shit is told me already already go like, down. they're like, I like Snowpiercer, but I just don't think the plot was that good. I was like, what? You're an actual fucking idiot. Are you kidding? And I was just like, It moves literally, as the set changes, and it was probably made for no fucking money. Snowpiercer awesome. is the
0: closest thing you'll ever get to an anime fully realized in a live-action movie. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That is actually 100% that's true. That's really
2: good. Did you
1: guys ever read the graphic novel for Snowpiercer? Mm-hmm. I haven't either, but I really like wanted to kind of check it out.
2: No, not me. I mean, I, I really... I saw that, and that was like... I went and saw it again. I saw my, it I think I saw it's it's with my girlfriend, like and she times. didn't really dig it too much, but yeah. she was also super tired. Uh, so then I went and saw it again, like, two days later. And I was like,
1: <laughs> Jesus! That movie is a cerebral bummer by the end of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good, though. I think I saw that movie right after seeing... It was, like, sandwiched to me seeing, like... I'm pretty sure the first John Wick and The Raid, and then I saw Snowpiercer, oh. and I was like, I'm having a good few months. Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah, having a-, a good few months Asian right influence now. on American... That's exactly, well, like, that's kind American of, like, actors, at least. Yeah. Asian and,
2: I mean, look at drama. that, like, look at that transition. Like, uh, Bong Joon-ho had, uh, like, Chris Evans and... Um, Tilda Swinton. No, yeah, Tillis Swinton too. But like, who was? Uh, it was was it William Hurt? And was the engineer? Yeah. And then who was? The... And then there was. Um, oh. oh, dearly departed. Uh, John Hurt was the John Hurt played the uh, the one leg like uh, mentor yeah, to yeah, him, yeah. and it's like going oh, into Akja, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got Paul Dano. He's got my my sweet sweet baby Jake Gyllenhaal who oh god I don't know if I can use this moment real quick for like 10 seconds to talk about how I am so proud of Jake Gyllenhaal I haven't fallen that little bastard yeah. since Donnie Darko you have I'm a little so, picture I'm, you have a picture Jake, of Jake, him in your listening if yeah. you're listening <laughs> I, I love you I'm so proud of you keep it up keep going did daddy, you see daddy nocturnal Animals? daddy loves, Animals? You. Daddy loves you. no not yet I really want to see nocturnal Animals that movie uh, well and, you're wrong it's fine uh,
1: did you see it? yeah And you liked it it's good
2: <sighs> it looks fucking good um, this movie looks this movie rat. looks fucking and like, I'm a
1: huge fan of, like coming to Netflix we're just gonna be able to get it you know, Yeah, a subscription like, and I thick. think that that's yeah. a good coming point right now with uh, next with, month yeah June
2: yeah. 28th uh, I think For that's months? a good thing to bring up the the Netflix uh, getting booed at Cannes comms really? uh, recently oh wait you yeah. said
1: you, this was the movie you were talking about yeah right? when I was talking about that, because that earlier it's cause it was a Netflix distributed
0: movie no nah, I it's right. just
2: they, they kind of just like they mentioned Netflix in like a presentation or something, and like they got
0: booed. I thought they got booed because the movie had technical difficulties; and they had to restart it. Oh, is that the story? I that, that is that not the story, story I heard. Okay, I, I heard that I was heard merely mentioned. I also heard that they started the movie and it was in the wrong aspect ratio, and people were booing at that, and they had to restart the movie after about five minutes. Oh well, that's fine. That's
2: Netflix technical difficulties. I deal with that at my house all the time. Yeah. So yeah. they can deal with that at
0: cons. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine they started playing at cons and they're like. Hang on, we gotta let it buffer? Like We gotta buffer for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit, are we connected to the Wi-Fi? Hold uh, on a second. Uh, What's I your Wi-Fi? Huge... Hey, can Wait, it's What's on my queue. I, I
2: know it's on my queue. Hold on a second. Just search it. Just search it. No, it's on my queue. Just is, hold on a second. Is the password
1: French New Wave? <laughs> French New... How do you spell new, asshole? You guys just want to watch an episode of The Office
0: instead? Uh, I love season six when who nah, knows what like happens? them
2: Them booing Netflix for whatever reason, you know, like, booing... Guns? Like, what are you doing?
0: Like, I, I, I don't um, know. I'm assuming I, people at cons are... Pretentious dickholes. I was going to well, say slightly snobby,
1: but that's oh, awesome. There goes our chance to, to the
0: live podcast at guns. Guns. They'll let us in there. Well, let's start with Tribeca and go from there. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Tribeca. This movie looks fucking
1: kick-ass.
2: It, it looks, looks really, really good. good. And CGI, I love how they just throw the, the, the creature at you. Yeah. First off, and they drop a really good F-bomb. In the it first it reminds 30 seconds, me. Oh, I love yeah, it! Reminds screen, me F-bombs. of a
1: super edgy and like Jack, you might be able to speak more to this. Last Guardian, like uh, a super. Or I like also, it, like yet. no, but like I haven't fucking played it either because that mo- that game sucks. But the trailers for it, <laughs> it ten years ago looked really good.
0: Why do you like things that are good, or why do you hate things that are good? Rather, Last Guardian's not a good game. Oh boy, Have you pl- you haven't
1: played Last Guardian either.
0: No, I haven't gotten around to it yet. You haven't gone. Around all right, to it. this is a different conversation. This is a different
1: conversation for another podcast. But, um, that movie looks kick-ass, and I think, Jack, you're gonna be helming the next trailer for us. Ooh.
0: The next one's The Bad Batch.
1: The Bad Batch, which I made it look like Butch a little bit on the paper, but you guys don't need to know that.
0: Anna, Lily, Amirpour, June 23rd, take it away, (laughs) Another example of really great sound editing being being lined up with what's going on in the in the trailer. Jack, that, you and
1: I first saw that trailer when we saw Memento, right?
0: Uh, yeah, you haven't seen it before. That was the first time I saw. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think when we that was Memento. when you guys had both. Yeah, because like no, because
1: yeah, because after we
2: screened, uh, we were like, the, we were what? like, look at that. Yeah.
1: I just wanted to kind of speak to like you just mentioned like the sound design of a trailer. Hearing that, we're listening to it on my little dinky fucking iPad right now. But when you hear that trailer. Like, kind of like booming in the space. The sound
2: is so good. It's
1: like, I'm like tearing, it's just so good. It's that is like one of my beautiful. favorite trailers of all time. I've shown that it's before amazing. every single screening. It's amazing.
2: Um, this month, and I've actually talked about it in my introduction to the movie before the trailer reel and saying, like, there is a movie in this trailer reel that I want everyone to pay attention to. If you like it, even just a little bit, go see this movie. Give this movie the clout it deserves. Keanu Reeves. Is in it with a mustache and he plays a character called The Dream. If that doesn't sell you enough on it, the, the fuck? fucking visuals and Giovanni Ribisi dancing around like a kooky guy. He's a pretty kooky guy.
1: The beginning of the trailer just kind of giving you this like silent gender politics, really up front. You have a woman you have a woman who is missing an arm and a leg. Literally using kind of like some kind of like board with wheels on it. to I think it's called by. a skateboard. Yeah, it's a skateboard. Is it it's a skateboard? Yeah, I, I a don't board. Sure if it's got some like, wheels, wheels attached it. A wheels on the bottom is yeah. usually
0: called a skateboard. Yeah.
1: And then those muscly, greased the men who are working
0: out. That is, um, I that is so funny. It's
1: hilarious, but it's like it's immediately. Show, it's just like, hey.
0: This, is the, this hey, is the movie. This is going on in the movie. And, this okay? and it's, hey, it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be a fucking it's, it's gonna weird It's going to be totally. a little weird. As, totally soon as soon as you see Mad those Max muscle stars, guys, you're like, oh, wait, so Mad Max. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's It looks, and the thing is, like, it. even, Ke- of course, Keanu Reeves is in it, so I'm going to be like, I have a little bit of a John Wick vibe. But, like, the color palette in the, the, Ke- the John Wick scenes, in the Keanu Reeves scenes, I'm like, John
0: remind me it's... of, like,
1: so much of John Wick. Like, you know, and the thing is, like, we this movie, I don't fucking know what it's about at all. I like it, it's it. got style. It's got. It's uh, style, I mean, with
2: sure. with uh, with the intention of not giving away too much, but just enough where you would kind of understand where it's coming from. The basic story is, th- and this is from my understanding of it because I too do not want to look into it too much because I want to go as far as possible. Know, you, you have surmised it is the there trickle. is there is a section of America that is isolated off uh escape from new york style cool. okay. that there is no law you it's fenced off you, you can go in and you can in you can come out uh but anything that you do in there is they they, they it's its own fucking land and yeah. many no people land. have, have created their own cultures inside of there And this is the story about a girl who either on purpose or accidentally finds herself in there and starts working through this world Mm -hmm. of, I believe that Jason Moma is in charge of a group of weightlifting cannibals, which I think leads to uh, where her arm and leg went. Interesting. Makes sense. Um... But he also might save her from other people that are cannibals. Right. That great shot of the that the, dude with that the, the bad guy from it. The Dark Knight Returns glasses. Yeah, yeah. it's got the same or, or and also uh, the same glasses as uh, what's his face from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: But I mean, oh uh, Rocksteady. Not, yeah,
2: Rocksteady. I think yeah. a bunch of people actually have those. Same yeah, glasses. I think you're right. I'm not sure even not, about not even does. knowing
0: all that stuff about the plot, like the trailer establishes this place. Rocksteady is, has goggles. Bebop is what we're talking about. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it establishes this place that is obviously in the desert. It's got that those Mad Max vibes. 100%. You have you have someone who's missing limbs. You have weirdo muscle guys. You've got um, there. There's scenes of them burning money. It's yeah. like it seems like it's there, This is a desperate place, and it you can tell. But no just, one's
1: reacting to it, which you, is
0: so. Well, you can tell it's a yeah. lawless place, and the mm-hmm. people that inhabit this place are used to those rules as they exist in this place it's Mm -hmm. interesting that that it exists somewhere that's maybe roped off from the rest of Mm -hmm. America and like the rest of America is still kind of going on as it is Keanu Reeves like talks about (laughs) the
2: dream And the dream is inside you, and the dream is all that matters. Life is the dream. And then you also see, like, there's Giovanni Ribisi dancing around with, like, this way to the dream kind of thing. And all the women standing behind Keanu Reeves holding fucking uh, Uzis. They're all wearing T-shirts that say the dream is inside me. Mm -hmm. All behind Keanu Reeves in full Burt Reynolds mode. Oh, man. Like, there is just an aesthetic to this movie that is just, like, it's my flavor, man. Oh, yeah.
1: We're going to find out about it real soon. The I was just looking man. at our list, and, like, within like, is hot. within it's seven hot. days, we're going to be getting... Uh, I'm not going to start with the first one, because it doesn't matter. So, we're going to get... It comes at night, June 9th. It comes at night, June 9th. Baby Driver, June 28th. Uh, Oak Jaw, June 28th as well. And The Bad Batch... June twenty third. So yeah. we, got like, I mean, we got like seven days. Twenty sixteen. We've gone over this movies. even in our
2: very first podcast on how great twenty sixteen was for movies. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, twenty seventeen ain't even looking better. much different. No, it's I'm not even better. It's, really like, really know, it's, it's looking really, really good. We're we're five months in. Yeah. You know, we haven't lost that many celebrities, which I think is good. Oh, we've I'm lost not. a oh, couple. Knock on wood. Rest on. in yeah, peace, man. Roger yeah, mom, Moore. Be careful. Sure. Rest in peace. This isn't wood.
0: Well, knock on your dick, then. Close oh. enough. Jesus. What?
1: Well, yeah, 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 yeah. talking, talking
2: about gender politics five minutes ago, and now we're making dick jokes. That's, that's, that's the dynamic. That's how it's oh, going to work. Oh, shit. The dicknamic. The, right. the, di- oh, the dynamic. Oh, damn crap. it. That's really good. You guys want to play. I can play.
1: But The thing is, like, these movies, like, you know, the they're the three best movies on our list right now, excluding, like, our big superhero action, like, big things, but, like, these movies are going to be, from 2016, it's going to be our lobster. It's going to be our Swiss Army Man. It's going to be, like, mm. the these... Is- this is it. Like this, We're getting to the realm of the movies where it's like, no, these actually might be our top five at the end of this year. This This month is it. This week is it. I mean, shit, dude. Get Out is, like... Get Come out is going to be on. Yeah. I I mean, we're, be on. <laughs> we're not fucking more on. power to everybody.
0: Even yeah. outside of that, regardless of how good or not good these movies are, which I'm quite confident these movies are good. Did exactly. you guys see um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? I have not seen that. I've heard that it's in it yet. really it's available good. freely on Netflix, so check that out. It's it's well worth watching. It's very weird and mm-hmm. tonally seems way on the opposite end of the spectrum from this movie. Yeah. But regardless of how this movie turns out and I think this is the the Importance of the conversations we're having here is we. This trailer stands on its own as something special. It is yes, a special definitely. trailer, and definitely regardless it. of how we feel about the movie when it comes out, which hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to like it, I think so. still going to like this trailer a hell of a lot. Hundred mm-hmm. percent.
2: I uh, can't think of any better segue into our last trailer than that. Yep. Which is uh, something mm. that uh, we're going to enjoy the trailer for a while, and we enjoy what the trailer stands for. The movie, however, it's got everything in its corner. It's got one of the best cinematographers in the world. It's got one of the best actors working right now. It's got one of the best directors operating right now, fresh off his hot little take on Arrival. We are talking about Blade Runner 2049. It's coming out October 6th. This is a a distant one, but we really wanted to talk about this to uh, close out our first episode. It's uh, directed by... Denise Velnueve, or Velnouve? I've heard be, twice so. with I official really. like in- interviews and stuff, so it's I can't very speak weird. to which one it would be. But uh, yeah, director of Arrival, and more importantly, director of Enemy. And uh, what was that movie where Hugh Jackman like beats the shit out of Paul Dano? Prisoners.
0: Oh, yeah. Those
2: two movies are motherfucking good. Arrival's great. I gotta see Prisoner. I've heard I, Prisoner it is a, Arrival's is great. I don't mean to deem... Uh, arrival any less but oof so yeah. Blade Runner 24-9 let's I check it out I to ask
0: you some questions the key to the future is finally unearthed bring it to me they know you're here
1: Yeah. Well, that looks fucking good. Yeah, man. Burge, right now. What's the version of the original Blade Runner that you're supposed to watch? It's called the Final Cut. I
2: want to watch that. That is the is one that, that you want to watch. Is that
0: narration? No narration. That is
2: no narration. That is the better ending. That is the uh, different takes. That is the subplot with the with a little bit of unicorn. Not too much unicorn. Okay. That's the good one. How many cuts are there of the original? I believe off the top of my head that there are four. There may be a fifth. Damn. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a bunch of director's cuts and extended cuts and stuff. But the final cut is the one. uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I grew up on the... Original? Not the original. No, I grew up on the director's cut. I had it on VHS. Which is cut two. Which is cut two, which pretty much just takes out the narration. And, uh, it's
1: weird because this is supposed, be really supposed to be a noir. Because I'm not film, film. Original, though, which noir films are known for having like voiceover for such narration. Have right? Yeah, but they did, it, the they did it. They did it post production. Like they
2: never intended uh, to have so it's it. Kind of weird. The studios thought that uh, didn't make sense. That it, it didn't make sense, and it would confuse audiences. That's why you could actually hear how pissed off Harrison Ford is while he's recording these things. Yeah. They have recordings of him in like uh, if you get the final cut. On DVD or Blu-ray, uh, it has this gigantic, over three-hour-long documentary on the making of Blade Runner, yeah. which I highly recommend people watch because it's really good. And they have takes of him talking about it, and he's in the middle of like these classic Blade Runner narration lines, and you hear him just go, "What the fuck is this? What the fuck?" Like you hear him like get up like and like, and, like walk out of the room. Like <laughs> I, I, I may be exaggerating, but he
1: he's literally just like, "This is just."
0: Can someone garbage. get Mr. Ford a fresh table to flip? Somebody. Make- <laughs> P.A., he's,
1: come on. He's just short of the other ones. He's very accident prone. But yeah, this is, yes. uh, I
2: mean, uh, from from point. the music right off the top, nailing it.
1: Uh, the music is so good. The Did music, music is great. 1. you guys uh, get a a little Mass Effect Yeah, a little yeah, bit of like yeah, the like, 80s synth But I mean, that's what kinda... Mass Effect was getting. It's from. trying to do, yeah, yeah, yeah 100%, I mean, 100%. Blade yeah.
2: Runner has been getting ripped off. It's a lot like um, uh, Drodowski's Dune in that way, where there was a lot of stuff on Jodorowsky's Dune that got kind of like swept over to Alien and swept over to other things because there was so much work done on it. And Blade Runner has so much concept art that they ended up not using. A lot of it got ripped off. And even things that are in the movie, I mean, like you watch Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Coruscant is aerial views of Blade Runner. They literally go through a scene in Attack of the Clones that looks like the scene from Blade Runner. What's,
0: What's interesting to me and I think kind of comes full circle. Full circle again is um, there was a Ghost in the Shell live action movie mm. this year. Really, there was? Yes, you know this.
1: <laughs>
0: but cheeky. The criticism people had of that is that it kind of lost, you know, a lot of the themes that were going on in the original Ghost in the Shell. This seems like this seems like more, almost more in line with kind of what that movie was probably missing about the original Ghost in the Shell. I which mean... The, go- the the original Ghost in the Shell came after the original Blade Runner, right? To I my knowledge, I want to say, yes. yeah, yeah. So you have so. the original Blade Runner and then the Ghost in the Shell anime, mm-hmm. and then... Well,
2: I mean, the story that Blade Runner is based off of, yes, was very much was, before
0: Ghost in the yeah, Shell. Do, do you Android's dream, dream of electric, electric sheep. sheep. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I like how at the end of the trailer they put Philip K. Dick's name right at the top there. Very good. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that... Um, for, you know, I haven't seen that's why I asked about which version of the movie to see because I knew you would have the definitive answer and I knew I really wanted to watch it
0: in mm-hmm. the have next Have you not for, seen
1: I'm, Blade Runner? Can you fucking leave me alone for like two minutes? Oh yeah, my alone, god, Jack. can you see
0: some movies? Leave him alone. I'm Jack. working on He's it.
1: trying, <laughs> so I'm doing the best I can. But, uh, but what I want to say is, I think that this movie seems to do a lot of what Force Awakens is like, did where it's like paying homage to the history. While telling a new story. Absolutely. And, I, and I, I'm starting, I, this trailer has the vibe of being like, this world, we're not the first people to set foot in this world. Mm-hmm. So we have to like, pay respects while also tell a story. Right. Yeah. And it's, I think that um, getting
2: Villeneuve to do this was a really good choice. I'm glad that he took it. Yeah. Uh, Roger Deakins is a cinematographer too Roger Deakins is the best cinematographer probably in the fucking world Talk about his that's hyperbole for him, but I mean it's like Assassination of Jesse James mm-hmm. pretty much every Coen brother movie you've ever seen going all the way fucking back to like Fargo yeah. if not Blood Simple now that I'm thinking about it uh, he's absolutely stunning he's I mean, amazing just no country for old men I'd be sold be enough, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's good to see Jared Leto in a role that uh, he doesn't look like a complete fucking goofball or because I like Jared Leto you know. as an actor, and I really do. Joker. And
1: I thought he was the blue guy in Guardians for a second, but that was <laughs> uh, Oscar. <laughs> no, 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 not Oscar Isaac. He
0: who's the blue what guy? The Gar- who's, the, who's the who's the Oscar Isaac was the blue guy in X Men. Who's
1: God damn it? Who's the blue guy in Guardians? Dave One? Bautista? No, no. Dave Bautista is Drax. The bad guy in Guardians 1. Oh, oh nice. Ronan. He- Who plays him? Lee Pace. Yeah. Stop making handsome men be covered in blue.
0: They're actors. They blew themselves. They're
1: people that pretend to be characters, so they look good. That was for Jack. The you blew yourself.
0: Boy. Yeah, you, didn't, you weren't even listening. I had a good one.
1: He's, he's, on, he's on it right now.
2: Roger Deacons.
1: <laughs>
2: and also, Baby Goose. He looks great. So now, look. All right. So here's my here's my hypothetical idea about what's going on with this and why I think the movie is going to work on a story level. I believe, without giving anything away for the first one, because.
0: This oh my guy god! Over I here. can't believe we can't talk about the first play. Uh, the you guys, could just fucking talk. It's oh, fine. shut up!
2: Uh, the first one is very much about what it means to be human. What makes you human? And I think that the second one, I believe that Ryan Gosling's character is. And is aware that he is a um, uh, what do they replicant. call them a replicant, which is so like the thin- that he's a replicant, the and Android. they started creating Blade Runners that are replicants right. to be able to control They've them. Started doing after
0: that? De- exactly. Well, don't say it out loud because right. if we're gonna dance around it for Robbie, but I'm, I'm I mean, dancing around it right now. You got you to waltz with me. That's the interesting thing about Blade Runner and the multiple cuts of Blade Runner and the. Let's say explicitness it's, of some of those cuts. It's very ambiguous. It's knowing if your cuts are more ambiguous. It's than knowing others. if
1: you're a machine or not. It's knowing if you're a replicant or not. Right. I know that much about it. Right. That. Yeah. I don't yeah. It's Yeah. We're not going to give any specific. But apparently, away for nothing's you. really told by the. End but of the day. I
2: think that this is about a replicant who knows he is one that is trying to track down the one guy that had a replicant who lived past her date because they mentioned that that right. he, the girl that he runs away with. And they, uh, I think that that's the whole point of him is, 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 and that brings into question like, you know, the legacy, your own legacy, what you leave behind, who you are, the time that you have, what have you gotten done? And I think that we have somebody in Ryan Gosling's character, again, spitballing here, who might be someone who doesn't think that they've done enough and wants to figure out how to be able to do more. Yeah. And in this sense, he needs to track down this character from, you know, like 30 years ago. To be able to uh, try and figure out like how did you like how did they do it? do you understand do you, how do I how do I keep going? That's essentially what Rucker Hauer's uh whole point is in the first one is him going on this only he's the bad guy, and I kind of like the idea of having a character that's going on this venture of trying to figure out just how to be able to live longer, if not forever, uh be switched from a, the bad guy of a Blade Runner movie to the the hero, the protagonist of a Blade Runner movie, right I like that. And it's also Baby Goose, so <laughs>
0: why wouldn't I like that?
2: You do love your goose. Hopefully he doesn't dance.
0: Do you think... That's my beard,
1: Mike Burge. I know. Get your fucking hands off him. Of
0: do it. you think Harrison okay. Ford only signs on to do these continuations of classic movies that he did when he was much younger under the strict contract that they kill him Yeah, in the they, they, they want to kill him. They're dead. Yeah, right? He's gonna die. Yeah. Okay.
1: Fair. Or the studio's holding his daughter hostage. This is the only way to get her back. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Okay, I, I like, like this. You like? You like have, where this is going? Like does that. he have a very particular set of skills? He has a set
1: of skills. Mm, uh-huh. Wrong old white guy. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford's version <laughs> of skills is crashes his plane all the time. He does that a lot. He crashes his plane. Also, he's saved people before. Yeah, with his plane. Harrison Ford is very is a real hero. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He also breaks
2: his
0: I leg. I can't do these old movies <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I got, I got planes to crash. I'm so clumsy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could die at any moment. Alright, so... Uh, Please don't die Harrison this Ford. Is
0: the, this is the first one. Jack, yeah, you did it. set
1: us in. You set the sails. Light the sails on
0: fire. Boys, thank you for joining me. Uh, keep mm-hmm. your eyes out there. Keep your eyes peeled for some good trailers. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you out there, the listener, in about a month or so. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to do this again. Yeah, yeah I,
1: I like this a lot. Okay. I'm Jack
0: Kolodjeski. Robert Anderson.
2: Mike Birch. Peace. Bye.
1: Have i ever seen one? Because I haven't. Idea. I've never seen the pecker. Look at that. Today's the day. Is that what they look like? Every single one?
0: Never seen one. Dude. I've never <sighs> seen a dick before in my <sighs> life. Not once. That's right, it. Besides you two. Hey!